Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pete Quinnell and I'm joined, as always, by Randy Andy Datsun. Yes, you are. That was a much better clap than you normally do, Pete. Congratulations. What do you mean clap? No one has heard any sort of clap, no. Datsun. I know, I know. It's just the sync clap, but you're usually rubbish at it. Hey man, I'm perfectly adequate at clapping sometimes. Oh, yeah? Mm. I just sometimes get overexcited and then and then I miss my hands. I mean, you're much better at clapping than the audience was at SmackDown yesterday. Whoa, because there wasn't one. Topical humour. Uh, anyway, let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, we're going to be talking about this new signing that's been revealed on SmackDown. A big, crazy signing. Here's the show. Let's talk about this signing that was supposedly revealed. So this all started on WWE Backstage, where Ryan Satin revealed that uh, WWE and Rob Gronkowski, who is a former NFL, he played in a certain position, tight back, something like that. Linebacker. Was it that? Tight end. Tight end? Tight backer? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know NFL. He's a former NFL player. Tight end. Tight end, tight end sex tape. Uh, he used to play NFL as a tight end, supposedly one of the best of all time. Mm. Very popular in American media. Really hasn't reached over to the UK here. But uh, yeah, he who was featured on WrestleMania 33, uh, he got involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He took down Jinder Mahal and helped Mojo Rawley win because they're apparently best buds. Uh, Ryan Sasson reported on WWE Backstage this week that he was close to a deal uh, with WWE and he'd be potentially going to SmackDown. There were a lot of reports about that saying that he's already signed because why were they mm-hmm. promoted if he hadn't already? Uh, and he's probably not, he's probably only going to be around for a couple of matches. But uh, on SmackDown itself, 
Mojo Rawley went out on the impromptu commentary table of Michael Cole and Triple H because this was the episode that was emanating from the WWE Performance Center uh, because of COVID and stuff. They've had to relocate. Um, but Mojo Rawley, who's actual best buds with the Gronk, uh, came out and he was saying that uh, the rumors are true. He's not signed yet. Mm, the Gronky Tonk Man is here. <laughs> And that was a good one. Um, it's not, I don't claim that one. I, I, I don't, it was a very I, good I, one. I've seen that one. Whoever it was that came mm. up with that was very good. But uh, yeah, so I feel like yeah, he'll be here for a couple of matches. His offense will be entirely running into people. Totally, that's what uh, he does, it'll right? It'll be shoulder barges, and um, his his fine his finisher will probably be some kind of pounce. Or maybe he'll just grab a football and throw it in their like, face. Like a tackle. So it'll be kind yeah. of like a running spine buster kind of thing. He'll just kind of pick someone up and then plunk yeah, them down. Kind of like so. a spear, but like carrying He'll whip out first. his helmet and, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He'll, you know, he'll bash someone over the head with it. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it works. Um, uh, but Mojo said he is going to be on SmackDown next week, which kind of goes against the thing saying that he hasn't signed, because he totally has. Where would yes. he be on SmackDown if he hadn't signed? He's going to be on the show next week regardless, uh, probably to set up. Reports are saying that he's not going to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, he might be on the show in some regard, if yeah. the show even happens. It won't. Uh, but uh, yeah, so su supposedly he's going to be involved in some way, shape or form, and he's probably only going to be around for a couple of matches. Yeah. Something involving SummerSlam is ideally what they're thinking, and it might be some sort of tag match to maybe help protect him in the match so he can just get in and do a couple yeah, of spots. I guess Mo him and Mojo wearing like football gear yeah, yeah, yeah. against who's like anti-football. Rude and Ziggler. Yeah, something like that. Because they'll be like, oh, no, you're just a former football star. Oh, you're not even very good. We've been working here yeah, for years. Yeah, you've only won like 912 Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. He did that. Mm. That's, a, that's a true fact. Uh, I don't really have any strong thoughts about Gronk coming to WWE. Yeah, like, like I said, he, he really hasn't transcended into UK media would, at all. I don't know him at I all. I would sort of compare it to Tyson Fury. Because for mm. British fans, that was like, Tyson Fury in WWE? That's crazy. For American fans, they're going, who's Tyson Who's Tyson Fury? Fury? It's the sort of same thing over here where I'm sure a lot of American fans, and particularly sort of fans of, I think he played for the Patriots, did he? Yes. That he, sounds familiar. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, Patriots. They'll be like, whoa, this is pretty crazy. That's great. I mean, he retired very young. I think he retired at 29, 30-ish. Um, it would have been, I'll tell you, 20, if he's 30 now, and he retired in March 2019, He'd have been 29. 29. So he retired very young and sort of thing. I mean, I'm sure he's set for life, whatever. But totally. I think for, for someone like him to then move to WWE, it's probably quite a big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, American football isn't really a, isn't really a, a big thing over here. Not huge. Um, not, not as big as a lot of other sports, no. anyway. So I'm, I'm sure it's really cool for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, or it's kind of, not, maybe not cool, but like, oh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure it, the, the whole point of this is to get a bit of ma a mainstream media attention, obviously. Totally. Plus, um, he's a he's after his retirement, he became a Fox Sports analyst. Yeah. So it's one of the reasons why supposedly he's going to be on the show. He's going to be on SmackDown because he wants to get I mean, more eyes on also, Fox stuff. He's one meter ninety eight. He weighs one hundred twenty kilos. He's stop looking at his Wikipedia page. To, to Camille Costa. Please stop looking at his Wikipedia and page. And he has education. That's good. He has that. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't really know what he's going to be doing. Probably something with Mojo, like we said, heading into SummerSlam. 
Aside from that, I, I'm not too fussed, honestly. But I, I don't know why they're doing this whole thing. He hasn't signed yet, mm. because he quite clearly has. And I think the vast majority of fans will see through that. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, well, anyway, any well, more thoughts on the Gronk before we move on? Um, it's, it sounds like the sequel to like the Gruffalo. Mm, it's the a, it's a, yeah, it's a children's series of books. I think it sounds like uh, an animated kids movie when it's like, meet the Gronks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, what's that one called? The Croods? No, uh, the, that's the orange guy the with one. the big, mus the yellow moustache. Oh, I know exactly the one you're talking about. Mm. Mm. I can't think of it, though. The... Mm-hmm. Pete, fill for time. Steve Carino. Uh, anyway, uh, let's... Get, are you really searching orange cartoon, yellow moustache? His name is the Zor... the something... the Lorax. The Lorax. <laughs> yes. The Gronk is the sequel to The Lorax. <laughs> Pete, what oh else happened on this show? Oh my god, there's lots of other things happened on this show. Uh, th I hope they don't dress him up like Brodus Clay and call him the Gronkosaurus. Mm. That, I'd actually be down to see that. Ch change my mind. Yeah. I'd actually be down to see that. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
So now we need to say thank you to some very special people, and that is our $25 and above backers on Patreon, our lovely pledge hammers. If you haven't gone to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. There's some great extra perks, loads of extra bonus content, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get a custom wrestling name that gets read out on a show just like this one. So thank you to Just Incredible Edelheids. Woo! And you get yourself a cheap pop. You do. Robin Banks. Lee Roberts. Woo! Yes. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Ah, oh, oh, very good. Sean of the Dead. Peril. Woo! Yes, thank you. Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. Yeah. Thank you. Moving sideways. Kieran Crabtree. Very good, thank you. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yes, hey, very we good. Ah, Marcus, he's got soul. Campbell Football hey, Joke. It's a football joke. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. Yeah. Very good, thank Do you. Do we know if we've ever got that right? No idea. Okay. Um, new kid on the block. Ben Newcomb. Hey, thank you. Mr. Patreon 1000, Mike Perry. Oh, very good, thank and you. And the last one for this week is He Can Last, Sean, for longer than you in the ring. Hey, there it is. Thank you very much, everyone. This episode of SmackDown, let's get into back on track, shall we? Uh, started off with uh, Triple H doing a promo in kind of the perch thing that they have on mm. NXT. Uh, and he just did a very kind of kind of legitimate stuff. So welcome to the WWE Performance Center. This is the place where everyone trains. That Loads of people that you, you, that you see on SmackDown have come from here. And he listed a bunch of people that are on the show. Roman, Baron, Bailey, Banks. Like all these people came through the Performance Center. Now they're coming back and we're going to do all this stuff for them. Um, and then he, he kind of opens up, welcome to SmackDown on Fox. Music starts playing, there's no fans, it's just some seats laid out. Uh, and it just seemed very kind of genuine, which, yeah. was, which was nice. It was, it was a nice way to kick it off, to just be like, hey, just so you know, this is not going to be your regular episode of SmackDown. This is going to be very different. There are no fans here. Eh, sorry. I mean, thinking about it, this is, I think it's probably only really Jeff Hardy and John Cena who are on the show who haven't at some in some way kind of benefited from using the performance center because everyone else would have either appeared on NXT at some point. I know like Nakamura was in New Japan for ages. Daniel Bryan appeared on NXT. Exactly. So they would have all used the facility. So it was, it was Bryan quite... wouldn't have. And he might have gone there when he was like rehabbing. I saw him. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool to kind of do a like, oh yeah, most of the people you're going to see tonight will have used this facility. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a few throwbacks. Like, a lot of them mentioned, I mean, Roman Reign, for example, I mentioned, like, oh, it's cr crazy to come back here and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a nice, and it, and, it, and it was like, it was nice that they weren't trying to pretend that people were there. Yes. Because yeah. I was worried that they were going to do something weird, like just like have a bunch canned. of actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or have like background laughter, like mm -hmm. in a sitcom or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that is one of the best things about this show, was they were very kind of on the nose, mm -hmm. very lighthearted about no about fans not being there. A lot of like heels throughout the show were like, uh, trying to like rile up the crowd by you know doing the hand to the ear thing and trying to rile up the crowd that weren't there. You had um, 
Triple H just constantly firing off jokes the whole night about there not being a crowd, and he was he was just like the the comedy relief throughout the whole show, which I'm sure mm. we'll get into a few things that he said later on. But um, yeah, but to start the show after that, we get the opening video package, etc. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks come out. Uh, they cut a promo about them being the best, pretty much, uh, and through the whole thing, they're you know gesturing to the crowd who yeah. are there. It was quite funny. Uh, it was advertised on this show that Paige would be returning and she would be confronting Bailey. Mm, Paige not here. Yes, Paige not here. They went up to Cole and Triple H, who just and they were like, "Where's Paige? Why isn't she here?" Blah blah blah. And Cole was like, "She has travel issues." Yes. Now that might be legitimate. It might not be. Either way, they advertised that right up till the show started. Why do that if you know she's not going to be there? Even if I she think, does have travel I issues. I think Paige tweeted about it. Yeah. To say why she wasn't there. Um, I'll, I'll have a look in a minute. But um, yeah, yeah. I. It's one of those things like don't advertise it. I mean, the, th the whole the whole point of the show was like we're being very honest. There's no crowd mm -hmm. here. Let's, let's let's have a bit of fun. And but then they still managed to throw in a bit of a lie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, don't it, 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 it just themselves. kind of. It really jarred with me because they were going for that very kind of honest vibe, like you're talking about, very kind of light-hearted, and then they just said, yeah, but we're just going to force advertise at the same time. I mean, Paige, so Paige has, did say, sorry, guys, travel made it very hard for me to get to uh, there for SmackDown with everything that's going on, completely out of my control. Very sorry, but at least Bailey is keeping you entertained. With Spitting the, emoji face. The gif of the person spitting out their drink because she's not actually keeping them entertained. Oh, it's a joke. Heel. Um, but uh, yeah, they say that Paige is having travel issues and then Bliss and Cross come out and say they want to fight. They've yeah. called out the Kabuki Warriors Nikki. and all they got was some weird tweets. Exactly. So they want to fight. Nikki Cross says, oh, it's so silly. We're looking for a fight. I actually did quite enjoy Nikki Cross's thing where she was like, we're looking for a fight. Are we, are we looking for a fight? We're looking for a fight. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of confirming no, with she's Bliss. great and she always funny. has been. Um, but it was a fine match. It was. Triple H was on commentary with Michael Cole. Mm -hmm. uh, it, and that, I think, really emphasized that kind of, we have a skeleton crew working this show mm. uh, vibe to it. Uh, Banks and Bailey constantly gesturing to the non-existent crowd. Uh, was really fun. This was a pretty good match. They, I think they all worked pretty well together. It was good. It yeah. was good. And the, the rumour is that it's going to be these two and the Kabuka Warriors in a triple threat women's tag match at WrestleMania, if it happens of when it happens eventually. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and this seemed to confirm that because Asuka came out to uh, attack Bliss, uh, which caused a distraction, which allowed Banks Did to tap out Nikki Cross. I found it hilarious yes. that the referee didn't hear Asuka because there's no crowd to mark. And Triple it. H goes, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't see her coming. She must have come through the come through the crowd." And it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, it, it which is very funny. It was funny. I had a little chuckle at that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like we said before, they they were very kind of they were sort of very happy to kind of make fun of the, the situation. Yeah, make fun of the situation. Make 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 the best out of a bad situation. Is what yeah. it was. It was great. Uh, so yeah, uh, Banks tapped out Cross. It looks like we're getting that women's tag team title match, as you mentioned. Uh, after that, we got a recap of Goldberg and Roman politely agreeing to main event WrestleMania, mm -hmm. which was nice. Uh, Roman Reigns then came out, came out for an interview with Michael Cole in the ring. They just had two stalls in the middle of the ring, came out yeah. to have a sit-down interview, and Michael Cole fist-bumped Roman, Roman, which is the whitest he's ever looked, mm. Michael Cole. Well, you're not allowed to shake hands, are you? 
But that's the same thing. It's hand-to-hand -hand contact. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Just give it a little mm. elbow touch. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they come down for this this interview thing, and Roman it says about how he's worked for this his whole life, apart there from was. that one time when he tried to make it in football. Not his whole life, but sure, your whole life, Roman. There was a narrative. I don't know if you, you might have probably spotted it. it. Was a narrative on this show, um, which one of our website writers picked up on was mm. that. You, everyone, you, unless you're really lazy, so pretty much everyone else is really lazy, but we, the reason we're here is because we're not really lazy. Everyone else is really lazy. Roman kind of made that sort of thing. Well, I mean, I'm here all the time. I do, I work in week, week in, week out. I, I headline every single show of the week, so why shouldn't I headline Why shouldn't I headline WrestleMania? Yeah, because weekly house shows and TV shows are exactly the same as your biggest show of the year, Roman. Um, that, so really, that really annoyed me that line. I didn't enjoy this promo so much because it was very much like, well, no one else deserves it. I'm, I'm the best. They're all they, no one, no one cares as much as I do. It seemed very whiny heel while mm. trying to be a defiant babyface of him being like, I deserve this because I work all the time. It's like so just, does everyone yeah, else on the roster. Especially as his justification was, well, he's a part timer, which is the pretty much the same promo that we get for every single. I mean, that's that, yeah. that's what he was saying about yeah. Rock. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what people were saying about John Cena. That's what mm -hmm. people say about the Undertaker when they're trying to do a promo about them. They're part timers; they don't deserve it. That's because they are. Mm. <laughs> they are, and the other guys that are there all the time. The thing is, Roman is right in saying not that you know people are lazy, but he does deserve this because he's been working all the time. So does the vast majority of the other yeah. roster. You know who doesn't? Goldberg. Like he's right. And also wrong at the same time. Goldberg doesn't deserve the title for the reasons he's saying, but he doesn't deserve the main event just because he's there and he works. And and John Cena cuts a, quite a similar, better but similar sort yes. of promo later in the night, which we'll discuss Correct, in a bit. Correct, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, Roman says he's going to whoop Goldberg's ass and he's going to take the title back and right all the wrongs, which is mm. essentially what he was trying to do with Lesnar as well. He's take his ass? Beat his ass. Oh. And right all the wrongs. Mm. and. Take, take back, names. Take names, yeah. And kick ass, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, but then backstage, it's Kayla Braxton. Where? Backstage. Do you mean backstage? Nope. Um, I definitely mean backstage. Okay. Uh, backstage, that. it's Kayla Braxton, and she's about to introduce Jeff Hardy. But first, Sami Zayn comes in, or Cesaro comes in, and says, Let me welcome the new Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Who appears to have taken laughing gas because he cannot stop laughing. He's the best. Yeah. I love Sami <laughs> so much. I love him. Also, laughing gas doesn't make you laugh. Yes, it does. Fun fact. Sometimes. I've had laughing gas. It does not make you laugh. That's illegal. It's not if you break your leg and it's a painkiller. Fun story. Um, but uh, yeah, so he introduced to Sami Zayn. They gloat about winning the Intercontinental Championship. I, don't, I know you were just doing something while I was looking at my <laughs> laptop because your face tells all, Datsun. Um, but uh, Sami's just like, I know you were going to interview me. And she was like, actually, mm. no, I wasn't. He goes, that's all right. We're going to go off and celebrate. Yeah. Lads, lads, lads. And then they go off and start celebrating. She actually introduces her guest at this time, uh, Jeff Hardy who says, hey, it's great to be back, etc. And then King Corbin comes in and says, bah, 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 bah. you're going to walk in a straight yeah. line? Bah, 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 bah. Alcohol problems. Hey, Jeff, have you been Corbin drinking? 
And yeah, he basically just makes all the kind of the police test jokes to check if you're drunk. You're going to put your finger in your nose. You're going to say the alphabet yeah. backwards. Mm -hmm. It was... Pretty bad. Not great. I get that it's a thing that they do. They sort of make fun of your weaknesses. But actually, this has been a thing that's impacted Jeff's life a lot. And it's a very serious thing. Like, this is someone that not only could affect his life, but other people's as yeah. well. Lots of, like, DUIs and things like that. Like, that affects other people's lives, not just Jeff. That's a very serious thing to, like, make jokes I about. I get Corbin's a heel, and I get he's supposed to get this reaction from the crowd, but... It seemed a little he, bit insensitive to be like, welcome back, Jeff, from all your arrests and all your problems. Ha ha ha, you were drunk. Yeah, like, remember that rehab you did? Whoa. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like it could have been more just like, uh, oh, where have you been? Like, I haven't yeah, seen yeah, you in yeah. a while. Are you still, yeah, exactly. do you still wrestle? That kind or of thing. Even if it was a more subtle thing, if it was just like, oh, can't wait to see you in the ring there, if you can even make it out there, kind yeah. of thing. Like, something like that. It doesn't say, like, you're an alcoholic, lol, 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 lol. Yeah. It was more just like a little subtle jab at him. But yeah, I didn't, wasn't a huge fan of this one. But uh, yeah, they've got a match later on tonight. Uh, and then backstage, this was probably my favorite storyline of the night, was Daniel Bryan goes backstage to try and find Drew Gulak. Mm -hmm. uh, they, had, they had a recap of their Elimination Chamber match as well. And Bryan goes and finds Gulak, and Gulak's like, oh, this guy. And Bryan goes, no, 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 I've, I've been looking to, to find you. And he says that, uh, you know, I didn't think I actually had any holes in my game, but when we had our match on Sunday, you had a counter for everything that I did. Mm. And there was another thing that we didn't even really mention, is that Gulak didn't tap out, he passed out uh, in, the, uh, in the yes lock. And he says, "Well, you know, if you if you still want to if you still want to teach, I'm very much ready to listen." Yeah. Uh, and Gulak the whole time was like, "Oh, Brian's all right. That was cool. Yeah. He didn't say anything, but he just had a nice little smile yes. on his face. He's like, huh, huh. well, I am great." Yeah. Um, but before he can kind of cement that kind of face turn and align himself with Brian, uh, Sammy and uh, Cesaro and Nakamura come in. And they, they run down Gulak for being a nobody. And they were saying, you know, oh, you didn't want to teach me before. And now I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I'm great. You're not, etc. Yeah. Uh, Brian then gets into a verbal altercation with Cesaro. He goes to square up against, Zap, uh, against Sammy. And uh, Cesaro stands in the way and just be like, hey, you've got a problem with him. You've got a problem with me. Yeah. Brian versus Cesaro for later on SmackDown. Yes, please. It's I'm well shame. into this story. Yeah. Shame it wasn't a very good match. But um, what? Uh, it was very, um, not, 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 not a very good match, it just was very quick. Uh, we have different opinions. Uh, but what you may not have uh, noticed, or you didn't notice, but I mentioned this earlier, was that on commentary, Triple H mm. and Michael Cole are chatting, and Michael Cole says, oh, you're a very busy man, aren't you? And he's like, oh yeah, very, very busy for a man who's just been demoted. This was a kind of a little comment, a little shoot, on the story that went around this week that uh, about, I think it's been for about, about last five months, but WWE only just announced that Triple H has got a new job title where he's much more dealing with like NXT as a brand and not the actual superstars. Um, and the story is that a lot of people backstage are seeing this as a bit of a demotion for him. Mm -hmm. um, he's clearly taken that to sort of Yes. I, I, and uh, he's clearly seen this story and it, it is sort of making light of it. And you could tell from Michael Cole's reaction as well. I, I think the, the, the quote he said was something just like, oh, I'm, the only, uh, history, uh, I'm, only, I'm the only man in the history of the world that could get demoted and be busier yeah, yeah. or something like that. And you can tell Michael Cole just started laughing and like slamming the desk because he just found it absolutely hilarious. Like Triple H is his boss. So any joke he makes, it's ha ha ha. I think that was a genuine reaction yeah. from Cole. 
And then he was just like, oh, I guess we're shooting tonight. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, segue into the next thing. Uh, Brian versus Cesaro later in the night, which is great. And then this uh, was weird. And then we got a replay of the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match from last Sunday. And not just Except bits it. it wasn't a replay. It was the full match. I mean, okay. Um, I didn't watch it again. No, nor did I, I because I'd already seen it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know whether... Okay, I said in my edited review, there's two ways of looking at this, which is it was a time filler because they didn't have enough content to fill a two-hour show. So they just threw in a match from Elimination Chamber and just said, have this for a bit. Mm. Or, and this is very optimistically speaking, it was a little treat for the fans who couldn't, who don't have the means to watch pay-per-view shows. And you say, well, you can watch a full match from the show. Yes, right? I don't think that's it. I think, I, I think, think it's yeah. the first one. Yeah. I don't think it's that. However, given the circumstances of relocating and throwing together a new show with new crowd and all the logistics gone into try and put, like, throw this SmackDown show together in the performance center, I'm willing to let this one slide because like putting on a two-hour show is hard enough in and of itself, and just like. And I know, granted, it's not the best solution just to be like, uh, we'll just fill it with a replay of another match. But it's much better, the fact that they've actually put on a show at all, rather than just go, here's an episode of SmackDown, we're going to talk about all the stuff from Elimination Chamber and throw in some replays of matches and stuff. They've actually put on a show with one match from Elimination Having Chamber in it. Having said that, there will have been more people available. We saw that Nakamura was available. You could have done... After that match, you could have put on... Drew Gulak versus Nakamura. There would have been people. You could have put on two exhibition matches, and I would have preferred that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I wouldn't want to do stuff that might compromise storylines. No, but in that case, do two people who aren't in a storyline. Uh, do, I don't know, put on Shorty G against a heel. We don't know who's available, though. No. That's the thing. We don't know who's available. We don't know what circumstances they're with, so I don't want to criticise them for not doing more on the show when we don't know what their limitations were. Triple H against John Cena. They were both there. Yeah, should, should have just done that. Perf perfect. Yep, for a random episode of SmackDown from the Performance Center. Um, but uh, they, they had an ad break during, you know, halfway through that Elimination Chamber match. They came back to Cole and Triple H briefly before they threw it back to the rest of the match. And Triple H was like, well, it was quite a long match. Just a long enough match, in fact, just for Michael Cole to get back from his elimination chamber, if you know what I mean. Hey! Oh, that's toilets. Toilets. It's actually quite funny. Uh, but then after that was done, we saw Miz and Morrison retain at Elimination Chamber. It cuts to Miz and Morrison in the ring. Uh, they cut a promo saying, we're great. Yeah, and, and if that's, anyone that's disagrees about with us, tell us. Yep. And if he's not the greatest in the world, tell us. And obviously, there's no crowd there. It was yeah. quite fun. It, it was a fun promo. They said they're great. Yeah. There you go. And there's no your promo. Disagreed. No one disagreed. Uh, after that, we got Brian with Cesaro, and Gulak accompanied Brian to the ring. Uh, Brian was very unsure whether to do the yes chance or not, considering there was no crowd. But uh, Gulak convinced him to do the yes chance, and they both did it together. Yes, 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 etc. It was fun. Um, and... Uh, then after that, we actually get the match, which was a good match, wasn't it? It was fine. It just could have been longer, particularly given that they had clearly had time to kill. It was a good match. It's a very technically 
very good match because both of them are really bloody good wrestlers. Uh, like I said, I would have loved to see more from them because I know they have another level inside, another like seven levels on top yeah. of this, on top of this that they could do. Uh, but uh, Cesaro looked really good in this match, and Brian only just won with a roll up, which I thought was a nice little. It's a nice little continuation of that story that they're telling of Brian might not be as good as he thinks he is, or and he used to be, or used to be exactly. And now he needs Gulak to help him get better again. Mm. There was a few moments where Brian was down in the ring and Gulak was like whispering advice to Brian, like almost like live coaching him on how to get back into into the match and stuff. Um, and then yeah, he only just about won with a roll up, which I thought is a really great way to continue this story. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this leads to something like Drew Gulak beating Sammy for the Intercontinental title or something like that. I'd really, really like that. Mm. Um, after he wins with the roll-up, uh, he gets piled on by the other three of them. They start beating down Brian. Gulak comes in to, to aid with uh, to aid Daniel Bryan, but then he gets beaten up, and he gets the worst of the beating. He gets thrown into the steps and things like that. He's left, like, laid out, and Brian's there, like, trying to protect him, kneeling over him, and the other three of them kind of walk off. Mm. Um, I thought it was great. A, a, a huge face turn for Gulak that yeah. I thought was done really, really well, because he didn't really change all that much about him. There's a lot of heel and face turns where you're like, well, this is a completely different person that we're being presented with. Mm. Gulak feels like the same person and everyone around him has now just realized that he's a face. <laughs> he's been really been a face the whole yeah, time. And you, and it was great. And you can't say, I think what was good here was that you neither team really won. Mm. So you, I mean, they, they drew. And uh, which is good for the storyline because you, you don't want Drew and Brian to look rubbish this early. You don't want them to just stand tall above mm -hmm. over the new intercontinental champion in his faction. Yeah. So it was a, it was good that there was like a you attacked us, and the only reason you kind of got the upper hand was because you had an extra guy, mm -hmm. um, and they sort of battled each other, fought each other off, and then the sort of the, the the limited amount of referees came in and separated them. So. Yes. Um, after that, we got Jeff Hardy versus King Corbin. King Corbin got a job as entrance already he in the ring when we did. came back from that an ad was break. Interesting. Yeah, I think he might be there going. Was, there was I think no he might be going down the card a little bit. There was no one to carry him on his uh, on his sedan thing. Yeah, I know. He was just already in the ring. Mm. Uh, after that, we get uh, Jeff Hardy comes out, and they have a match. Now this wasn't a good match. This was a match. Yeah. Elias was on commentary, uh, and he distracted Corbin towards Very the end of the match. Quickly. He uh, went on guitar and started playing. And Corbin got distracted, and then Jeff Hardy hits the Twist of Fury. Yes, because Matt Hardy has the copyright to Twist of Fate. They can't say that. However, I do think it is a new move. It, mm -hmm. it is not. There's been a, a heated discussion between uh, one of our one of our website editors and superfan Dan. Yeah. Uh, so he was. Dan is saying it's the same move. But they've just called it Twist of Fury. No, it is not the same move, Dan. You're wrong. Um, so. It's quite clearly a neck breaker now, and it's not a face breaker, whatever it was. Because a it, cutter. It, yeah, face breaker. So beforehand, yeah, it, it was the you had one hand in, and you did that, and then there was the cutter onto the shoulder, and now it's just more of a like a like a swinging neck breaker. A swinging neck breaker. Um, and then he did that, and then it was the swanton bomb. One, two, three. Jeff Hardy gets a win on his return. I predicted this feud would happen. It's not a feud. It is. It's not a feud. The feud is Corbin versus Elias. 
He's, Elias interrupted Corbin last week in his interview. Elias distracted Corbin oh. so Hardy could get the win. This is a one-week match. The feud is Elias and Corbin. Hardy's going to go on to do other stuff. You're wrong. I find Elias versus Corbin even less exciting. Me too. I'm still saying you're wrong. I'm never wrong, Peter. You're wrong. And you know what's going to be hilarious as well? What? Is if Hardy comes out next week, hits the twist of fury, and it looks exactly like the twist of fate, and it was just Corbin doing a weird sell. Then you're going to look like if an idiot. If he does that, I quit. That's, that's down. That's on, that's on video. We're doing that. Next week, if he hits that, it's just going to be me mm. on these Saturdays from now on. Um, yeah, Jeff wins. Uh, Triple H then cuts another promo from the same perch where he opened the show, just being like, I hope you really enjoyed tonight's episode. Thank you so much for watching. This really has been missing its key part, and that's the fans. Uh, WWE, then now forever. We really need our fans. Please come back to our shows, etc. Um, but then it, it's time for the final segment, which is John Cena. Uh, he comes out. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. <laughs> Who, who's going to welcome him? There's no one there. Uh, he comes out, Michael Cole's also there, and he cuts a vicious promo mm -hmm. against Bray Wyatt, saying that... Calling him basically a big moaner, and he should just... Pretty much. Like, he said there's been a lot of people in the past that's blamed Cena for their losses, mm. which is true, like the Nexus. You know, that was Cena's fault. It wasn't... No, it was the person who booked Cena to do it was that. Cena, it was Cena's decision to win that match. He has said so himself. Oh. And Edge and Jericho have said, that was a bad choice. And even Cena's been like, probably shouldn't have won that one. Mm. Yeah. Come on, John. Yeah. Uh, and then he was saying, look, I beat Bray at WrestleMania 30, and it, it's led to this downward spiral of Bray losing and all that stuff. And... Uh, and he was saying, that's not my fault. That's Bray being lazy or whatever excuse he wanted yeah. to say. Um, and then he said, I do believe that WWE should invest in the future. Bray Wyatt is not, not that future. future. He said, you should invest in McIntyre, in Ripley, in Velveteen Dream, Tomaso in Tommaso Ciampa. You should not invest in Bray Wyatt. He's not the future. Oh, man. He said then that he's taken this match to remove Bray from the picture. Oh, Jesus, calm down, John Cena. God, I, as someone who was wholly against John Cena winning this match, I heard this promo and I was like, oh, but he's winning though, isn't he? Oh, but he's totally winning. I don't think he is. I think he's going to lose and then be like, okay, maybe he is the future. But you, no, that's too late. You've already like just written him off as not the future. You've already name dropped all these other people that are the future. You can't just be like, oh, but actually he's good, isn't he? Maybe he is the future though. What? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so he cuts this and then it just, you hear God. a laugh, uh, which, and I can't believe they didn't notice he was there given how quiet it was in the, in the uh, arena. Um, yeah, Bray's just sitting there, and no one spotted him. He's not sitting, he's standing. No, he sits and then he gets up. He's standing. At some point in the last 24 hours, he was sitting, and yes, then he, he stood was. up. He's standing by the barricade, he's standing in the crowd. In the chairs. In the crowd. Uh, and then he's in full Mr. Rogers get up and gets into the ring, and he says, stop being so mean, mm -hmm. John Cena, you're saying very mean things about me. And he said, you broke me when you beat me. The Fiend rebuilt me, 
and he was saying that he's going to right the wrongs and he's going to kill him, basically. Yeah. He, said, he said that John Cena is an addict for the yeah. spotlight. So he only cares about himself as yeah. long as he gets a spotlight. Uh, you took something from me. I wanted peace from the voices. Mm. I stopped fighting the voices. The Fiend put me back together and it's going to be a slaughter. It's going to be a slaughter. You just don't know it yet. Let yes. me in, etc. Yes. Uh, I thought this was another wicked promo. Mm. Genuinely, I don't know who's going to win at WrestleMania because... All the logical signs in my head are like, well, The Fiend. The Fiend is definitely going to win. But then there's part of me that's just like, but Cena, though. Mm. So I, I genuinely, I'm so excited for this match. I am, I'm re this, this is going to be my favorite match on the card, I think. Uh, not necessarily from an in-ring perspective, but just because I don't know who's going to win. And that makes me really nervous and excited and also nervous and also excited and also nervous. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm worried, though, because I think feel like if he loses to Cena, then the, the, mis the mis mystery and stuff surrounding The Fiend will go. And, oh, yeah, he's, and he's he will done if he loses to Cena. And he will go back into, I'm spooky, but not actually very dangerous. He'll go like, into a downward spiral, some might say. Again, he'll, it'll be a repeat of the Bray Wyatt thing where he says a lot of scary stuff, mm -hmm. but eventually loses. Yes, that's pretty much it. So Andy, mm. it's that time again this week. It's been a, it's been a crazy week yes. so far. It's been a bit nuts. Mm. We've uh, instilled in the office the work from home policy. So only come into the office if you're recording a video. Which, which means, means that, that I never ever <laughs> come to the office. You are never in the office except on a Saturday, which mm. means it's just me and you, like it normally is on a Saturday yes. anyway. Uh, but yeah, for, for the rest of the office as well, we're all out of the office unless we're recording videos. We've had yeah. our, our first live show that was supposed to be on Mondays been canceled slash postponed until June. Uh, we've got loads of wrestling shows being canceled. The world's going to, into disarray. It's uh, It's been yeah. insane the last but few days. To be honest, I don't care about that because I have got something in my eye, Pete. You do have something in your eye. I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, there's something in my eye. Normally, that's a 30 second problem. Mm -hmm. It's still in my IP, mm -hmm. and it's been four and a half hours. You got up late, man. I got up at, yeah, I got up at eight. God, you're so lucky. Um, but yeah, it's still there. Uh, and as people will see on the SmackDown review video, I will probably be trying- Crying not, your eyes yeah, out. trying not to rub it. Um, I had to, when I drove up here, I had to stop on the motorway and go to a service station to try and get some water to flush it out. That didn't work. All that happened was I had a very red eye. Mm. Uh, and in fact, at one point, I tried to pour with my left hand into my right eye. And all that I succeeded in doing was pouring a lot of water down my sleeve. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a pretty, I mean, I've checking the news, there are some things going on around the world. But I mean, I th oh, yeah. from what I can tell, this is worse. <laughs> I'm obviously joking, everyone. No, I hope everyone is uh, is uh, is sort of keeping themselves safe and yes. clean. Wash your hands. Don't cough on anyone. Mm. Uh, and if you do, then just yeah, make sure you then be ashamed of yourself. Yes, self isolate um, and just look after yourself and look after other people. Yes, um, and Pete, stay away from old people. Yes, because they're the worst. No, obviously <laughs> it's because they are vulnerable. Uh, yeah. To, 
especially the ones who have pre-existing health conditions. But Pete, hello. It appears that other people have uh, issues this week too. Absolutely, yes. We're not going to talk about any of that world-changing stuff. We're going to be talking about instead debts and world problems. We've got mm. a couple more this week. If you want to send in your, it. <laughs> I don't know whether to carry on this segment in light of everything that's happening in the world. To, oh, no. to carry on with that's and world problems. What this does is it's a, it's a welcome distraction to sort of there's a mat, there's a big problem in the world. These are mm -hmm. little problems which we can have a laugh about. Okay. That are so insignificant in comparison. Okay. Yes. So send in if you want to send in your own Datsun World problem. This very minor problem that only really happens to you, and it is a minor inconvenience in your day-to-day -day life. Uh, then send it in, Pete at WrestleTalk.com, and I will read it out on future SmackDown episodes. Uh, we got one here from Michael. <gasps> Not Michael. Se sends it in to say, Hello, WrestleTalk gang. Here is my Datsun World problem. I recently bought a new TV. An, <laughs> L an LG C9 OLED? OLED? Mm. Uh, and a new sound system. Uh, it's a... a yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I'm not going to read That it is out. a big TV. Mm, yeah. That does sound like a problem. What's mm. next? Uh, and I love it. And it was a new sound system as well. And I love it. However, there is one small problem. When I use my Nintendo Switch, sometimes the sound on the menu will fade in and out. Sometimes I hear those wonderful clicks, and sometimes I don't. When I'm in, when I'm in game, all the, audio ch all, the, all the audio channels work wonderfully and there's no issues. It's just the menu, and for whatever reason, it bothers the hell out of me that I haven't figured out the solution to this issue. I know it's just menu sounds, but it's something that just kills me. Anyway, keep up the excellent work, friends. Thank you. Michael. I think that might be the most minor problem we've ever had. It's, I mean, that it's, that's a that's a world problem, right? That there. makes all of my problems seem like genuine world <laughs> crisis. It, when you click a menu, it gets slightly quieter. It sometimes there just aren't menu sounds. How crazy, right? I will say that. I will say I've also sometimes encountered this problem with my Nintendo Switch. So it might just be a Nintendo Switch thing. Honestly, Michael, I think you need to get a life. <laughs> Whoa! That's the point of that's the world problems. <laughs> wow! Come on, man. Uh, that is the most insignificant issue. Yes, it is. No, That's heard. the point of Datsun World Problems, Datsun. No, but this is this is this is this is even this is pushing that. You c you can't crap over people's Datsun World Problems when you were complaining that you didn't get a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Michael, that is a minor problem. Michael, I think you're overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> Pot kettle black. Mm. Uh, we've got another Have one. You got here. something in your eye, Michael? No. <laughs> <laughs> we've got another one here. Uh, from a name I can't read out because it's in, I believe, Chinese characters. So, I don't know what that is. I can't, I can't read Mandarin. It's uh, Barry. Totally. Uh, it says, hello everyone at WrestleTalk. Uh, independent Taiwan from Patreon here. Long time listener, first time emailer. I want to share my Datsun world problem and I hope I'm not the only one that, fi that finds this problem annoying. Anyway, here it is. The building I work in has 14 stories, if I recall correctly, and each floor has about three or four different offices of different companies. My office is on the eighth floor. Now, my problem is whenever, when I'm in the elevator, I would get very annoyed whenever I see someone press the button under the fifth floor. 
I will not be mad if the person is obviously handicapped or pregnant or in any other form of inconvenience. <laughs> but, if nice the, of you. But, but if the person is clearly capable of walking, just take the stairs. I can understand that it might be tiresome to get to the fifth floor or above, but do you really need an elevator to get you to the second floor? There are some other people that really need to get to the eighth, the tenth, or the freaking rooftop. Okay, that's enough renting for one email. Keep up the good work, guys. Hope one day I can save up enough money to travel all the way from Taiwan to UK someday. Maybe even to get to meet you guys. Meet you guys. That would be great. Thank you for your email. And I partially agree with this email. Mm. However, I'd set the, the, the bar for that a bit lower. I would say if you need to get anywhere that's like third floor above, yeah. I could understand that. Not walking. Yeah, I mean, so the only elevator lift that I use frequently is mm -hmm. my girlfriend's uh, block of flats mm -hmm. that she lives she's on the fifth floor yeah so I obviously get the get the get right up to her mm -hmm. there yeah, I reckon third third floor, even even third floor, I think I would get the elevator. Yeah, I would as well. Just but cause, I think just first, first or second, I would. Bone idle and completely lazy. Yeah, I mean, I live on the fourth floor in um, my in my flat, and I get the I get the elevator. But I flat. do when I, when when I get into it, and then you get then other people walk in, and they, then they one of them presses two, one of them presses three, one of them presses four. You're like, I could have walked. <laughs> I could have walked quicker than this. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I will just get out at two and then just walk and up. just walk the rest. And then probably yeah. beat them up. Yeah. Um, not, not You'll beat, beat them up. Them up. <laughs> I'll, I'll get out at two and then I'll beat them up. Um, yeah, that is Barry. I that's a solid that's my problem. Yeah. I like it. I like that one, Barry. It's much better than Michael's because Michael's <laughs> one is so <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> that he really God, Michael's going to hate listening he to needs this. To, uh, he needs to sort out his priorities. Yeah, all right, Ron. Mm. Uh, we've got one more email today. It's not a Datsun World problem. Bloody hell, Harry. But uh, we have got uh, an email here from Austin Tussie who says, uh, Hey, Pete, currently watching SmackDown wrestling to an empty room, and I got to thinking this is actually something that we will probably have mentioned in the SmackDown review. Oh. We haven't recorded it yet. Uh, do you think they are wrestling through the ad breaks, or do you think they stop to catch their breath and talk out spots during the breaks from Austin Tusser? We actually know the answer to this one, uh, and they didn't wrestle through the ad breaks. Uh, they showed one clip on the show of Cesaro and Brian wrestling. Here's what happened during the commercial break, but they probably just filmed that little bit Yeah, that bit was like extra. 10 seconds of footage for a yeah. good four-minute ad break. Exactly. So, uh, no, and they showed footage. Um, someone found some footage of Alexa Bliss uh, Nikki Cross, Bailey, and Sasha Banks just standing there having a chat mm. and then waiting for the ref to go, okay, back on air and headlock. Yeah, right, headlock, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so. makes sense. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it makes total sense. Why would you wrestle for nothing? Yeah, there's no point. There's no point in. in I mean, that's there's, there's quite a soft style, but even even so, they might, one of them might get injured. Just, totally. Freak accidents happen. And, when, and with the risk that, I don't know, if someone on SmackDown gets coronavirus, then. What do you do? I mean, do you have to isolate the entire roster? Do you have to Probably. isolate the people who? Yeah. I mean, are we going to have to have another NXT invasion? It's it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, like if if a few people on on the W roster get it, mm -hmm. what are they going to do? Are they just I have no idea. They just shut everything down. They're going to do they have Triple H wrestle a broom for just, yeah, two hours. Just replay the Elimination Chamber. They genuinely might. Yeah. They could do some sort of like panel of people talking about stuff and just showing clips from other shows. Yeah. So they'll still have a Raw and SmackDown. They don't want to. that weekly episodic thing they've got right? going on. They do not want to cancel that. I mean, that, that genuinely, I think it will be. It, it's something that they used to do. Um, they used to have the SmackDown before WrestleMania, when SmackDown was literally a nothing show back in like you know like Mania 27 time or 28. 
and they had uh, the Raw was the go home show, and SmackDown was Booker T and someone else talking about everything that's been happening on SmackDown and showing replays from previous weeks and the build up to WrestleMania. It wasn't a show, mm. but it was still a SmackDown technically. So I think if they had to shut everything down, they'd get three, four people that were not exposed to, to COVID and then they'd just sit them down on a panel and just be like, hey, WrestleMania's coming soon, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers I'll, crossed. I imagine I'll get the call. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't have it. Yep. So. Yet. I mean, thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy, but you look like you're going to get it. <laughs> um, you don't know. No, well, my the, the person in my family who, who's probably going to get it will probably be my brother because having he's had glandular fever and mumps before, and those are two illnesses that really kill your immune system. Um, mm. If you get glandular fever at some point in your life, the, the I think the likelihood of you getting like colds and the flu like, increases quite significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just sort of waiting for him to uh, to give us the give us the call and say, yep, yeah, it's it's happened. We're like, no, finally. Great. So, yeah. That's you know how we said we weren't going to talk about this whole world changing thing that's happening. It's Everyone's just, got. It's, <laughs> ju- it's just infecting, pun intended. Uh, mm. Every conversation that we've been having, in, even in the office in the last few days, yeah. In on this, it's just it's taken over but everything. Hey, it's crazy. This is an opportunity. If you're self isolating, find out, find a new hobby, learn a new skill, learn a, a new language. Why get not? A, get a new talent. Learn Klingon. Learn how to play like a, a new board game. Uh, start yeah. collecting rocks. Start playing D and D. Yeah, start, start collecting fun. Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Digimon, Magic the Don't Gathering. Don't spend too much money though. No, because you'll need that for toilet paper. Correct. Mm. I cannot believe the people in this country that have gone out and bought like twenty-four packs of toilet rolls. Like no I, one uses I, that much toilet roll. I was telling my my family the other day. I don't know if I just use a, a small amount of toilet roll, um, but like, I've had the same 12-pack of toilet roll for like a year. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. You should get that checked out. <laughs> it's because like, when I wake up, I might go for a week, mm. and so I use a tiny bit of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the office, and I do lots of toilets at the office. <laughs> Uh, come back in the evening and I might do another wee. How do we always, whenever you're on a podcast, talk about going to the toilet? What I'm saying is I use a very small amount of toilet paper per day. Right. I am not a frequent dumper. <laughs> Again, why are we talking about your bowel movements on a wrestling podcast, Datsun? Poo. <laughs> And on that note, yes. that's probably all the time we've got for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast Smackdown Review Edition. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Monday. Well, I mean, we're not going to be reviewing it. I don't. Know, it probably won't affect the podcast too much. But we do have a live show on Monday that we're doing to try and raise some uh, funds for wrestlers that are missing out on bookings during this time. A lot of shows are getting cancelled and postponed. So we're going to be hosting a live show in conjunction with Will Osprey, who came to us to organise the whole thing. We're going to be partially hosting this show along with Will, and we're going to be raising funds for uh, tons of uh, wrestlers and production crew that are missing out on bookings and money during this time so they can feed their families etc uh, so check out all the details it's on youtube if you search uh, wrestle talks youtube channel or wrestle talk clips we've uploaded that one on there as well 
Uh, we gave that video over to, to Vinny to upload on our behalf on that channel too. Uh, so you can check out the announcement video, check out Will Ospreay's Twitter, he's tweeting about it all the time, so are we. So uh, yeah, go check out all the details, and if you can donate to any independent wrestlers that are missing out on any bookings or anything during this time, please do help support the wrestling industry because that's what we want to do. Mm. Also, you can go to WrestleTalkMerch.com, get your Support Wrestling Screw Coronavirus t-shirt, and all of the proceeds of that go and help out wrestlers as well. Uh, so we've got a lot of cool stuff coming now. We'll be back as usual though next Tuesday for the Raw review uh, with Ollie and Luke. And Raw is also going to be from the Performance Center. So I assume we're still going to have a similar vibe to that show too. Anyway, thanks for listening everyone. Love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.